Do you have a pitching event coming up? Have you written and rewritten your slides countless times? Are you wondering how the successful founders structured their pitch? Stay tuned because on this episode, I give you three tips to tighten and polish your winning pitch. In a world that is run by Silicon Valley, how do we, women entrepreneurs, create businesses that change, inspire, and move this world for the better? Without being held back by the hurdles and obstacles the tech industry often throws our way. How do we create the impact we want and realize our full potential by leveraging technology to work for us, not against us? This show cuts through the status quo and is your guide to exploring technology confidently. Welcome to Cutting Through Tech. I'm your host, Maxine Kramer, and I'm on a mission to secure the digital future for us by doubling the number of female-founded tech businesses. I'm a software engineer, designer, coach, and consultant who's worked on apps that have had over a million downloads in a day and featured in Apple retail stores all across the world. I work with female founders, entrepreneurs just like you, to maximize their impact by creating world-class software-based businesses. I'm a woman, I'm in tech, and I'm the CEO of a business that is looking to make a mark. Stay tuned because on this show, technology becomes as simple as everyday English, removing the barriers so you can think, strategize, and execute like a female tech CEO. This is episode 25, Three Secrets to the Perfect Pitch. Hello, and welcome to today's episode about tips and tricks when pitching. So recently, I mentored as part of a initiative run by the Mayor of London, and it was a program for young founders from underrepresented backgrounds. And part of this, this program was a pitching competition at the end. Now, I'm very proud of my mentee, who was one of the winners, and ahead of the day, we had a few sessions that uh, got me thinking about you and your pitches. So I thought, you know, I can share some of those takeaways that we had and and ways that we tweaked her pitch uh, with you today. I also wanted to thank you for all of your positive feedback on the last episode. We got a message sent in from Sam who says, loving the podcast, Maxime. I know I'm a man, so I'm keeping quiet at the back, (laughs) but getting tons of value and really love both the production quality and guest list. Inspiring. Thank you, Sam. I so appreciate you writing in and uh, I'm sure my producer does as well. Uh, He works hard (laughs) on our production quality. You're enjoying the show. That is so wonderful. And I'd love to hear from you. Either give us a review on on iTunes or share it with any of your other entrepreneurs that you know who you think would love it just as much. It really does help us out. So the pitch event of of this program, right? Founders had just four minutes each to give quite a comprehensive background to their business, explain the progress they had made during the program, which was around six weeks, and why they would be a great fit for that investment. 
Now, this was part of the program, but in general, pitch events give you very, very limited stage time anyway. And if you think of a classic case where you just get a few minutes, you know, with an investor, perhaps in an elevator, although does that actually really happen anymore? But, you know, it helps to be well prepared and concise regardless. And my mentee was very well prepared. She had started putting a great slide deck together. But when she ran her first practice pitch, it became clear that there was just way too much content, as was the case for pretty much the rest of the group as well. So in our one-on-one time, we polished this up and, you know, she ended up winning (laughs) some funds for her business, which was fantastic. So let's look at what we tweaked and how we did that in a little bit more detail today. First of all, and I'm sure you saw this coming, you have to cut out most of the content, right? Not every bit of process and research needs to make it in there. I know that you know a lot. You've done comprehensive research. You might want to even offer a suite of products like workshops and events alongside technology that you're developing. And there must also be a thorough social media strategy in there. I get it, but you just won't have time for it all if this is a kind of time-limited or uh, concise pitch that you're trying to put together. So instead, think deeply about what really sets your business apart. What is the wow factor of your business, your startup, that investors won't really have heard before? And also think about how can you best show that you, you know, you know your shiz, like, Whether that's the forecasting and business modeling that you've done or the research, you want to give the investor the confidence that you are on the right track and that they are right to invest their hard-earned money in your business. Do you know what they're looking for? In the case of this particular pitching competition, they actually gave uh, a few pointers on what they were expecting to hear. But in your case, you could either research the firm or just ask. Investors are often happy to quickly chat over email or a quick call and give you tips that you need to make your pitch a success. Another thing as well is that you really only want to include what strengthens your delivery and content. For example, it's common to include your team structure. uh, And if you've got a team, that is fantastic. But if you don't have one just yet, then don't mention it, right? Don't draw attention to it. If it is important to the panel, they will ask you in the Q&A section after and have an answer ready, but don't dedicate precious slides and time to it. Oftentimes as well, you can actually send a more comprehensive slide deck out after. So you can make your 40 page deck and send that as a follow-up. But when it comes to those few precious moments, you really want to look at what counts and what creates the most lasting and convincing impact on the panel of investors. The second thing we looked at was the fluidity of the narrative. There is a common mistake I see with those who are naturally gifted at public speaking. They've got the gift of the gap, (laughs) and I do this all the time myself as well. Whenever I speak at conferences, I prepare my content, but I tend to also freestyle as I get a slide up. I like my slides to contain a few words so the audience can kind of relax and listen rather than try and read everything. But there is enough on there to create an impression on the audience and also to prompt me. 
I practice the transition words, if you will. So the story makes cohesive sense as I go from slide to slide or point to point, but I don't script or rehearse the full presentation. I feel that it is more natural that way and more enjoyable for the audience and for me giving the presentation. But here we're talking about, you know, a 30 minute presentation, not a four minute pitch where every second counts. If you are going to rely on the slide to inform you on what you're going to say next, you are losing precious time. Not to mention that often, beginners can kind of fall into the trap of saying, I'm going to talk about our offering. Or, so when it comes to market research, we did the following three things. No, no, just don't, don't do that. So think of your pitch as a fluid one-sided conversation. Rather than announcing a topic, you lead with the impact or reason that it connects with what you've just said. Now, I'm just going to go with a crazy example here. Say you're launching a new orange juice, right? So the two examples I just gave you around offering and market research, you want to avoid starting and stopping. So when you naturally start with a strong statement, for example, And the cutting through tech orange juice is the sweetest and most zingy juice yet, right? Say, (laughs) go straight into the facts. It is the most sweetest and zingy orange juice yet. It comes in three bold flavors, one of which is completely new to the juice market. And 92% of our respondents preferred the cutting through tech juice over their normal breakfast option. In those kind of one or two sentences, you've basically covered three slides in one. You know, we talked about potential USP. One of those flavors is completely new to the market. Uh, Also mentioned that you have different offerings. You've got three different ones. And the response from your research to date, that a large percentage of respondents prefer, you know, my offering, the quote unquote, cutting through tech juice over a normal breakfast juice. Now, of course, this was just an example but it applies to kind of anything that we try and pitch. Don't be afraid to join slides into one script and the slides can keep moving in the background as you narrate. And don't be afraid of scripting. Knowing what you're about to say inside and out means you can focus on a strong delivery, especially around your most impactful points, and then practice, practice, practice because every second counts. The third and most important topic we covered was, of course, storytelling, which you're probably not new to, let's be honest. Neither was my mentee. She already had a great one, but it was just a matter of tweaking. If you don't have one at the ready, think about what allows your audience to relate to your product. How can they, for a moment, stand in your customer's shoes and feel the need, the problem, and celebrate the solution that you are offering and bringing to the market. How can you describe that problem and create that that feeling of people resonating in just two or three sentences? It does take some playing around with it. You wanna think of some examples, ideally from, from customers that you've already interviewed. You've done your research, so you actually know the situation in which your product makes all the difference. Now, in my mentee's case, Her venture is uh, social justice related. And the story allowed the audience to feel the pain of the target audience and connect with the mission of her business. 
but what we chose to add was an explicit statement around why everyone in this room is part of that solution and is helping out. Essentially, it's a strong call to action that engages your audience and most importantly, the pitching panel, (laughs) of course. So when you're crafting your story, do rope in your audience and give them that strong call to action and pull them into a mission. If delivered well, you know, you kind of create that feeling of they can't help but sign up for it. So there you have it. Um, Kiana went on to win the pitch and I couldn't have been more proud. You know, it was all her, of course. She is working on a truly fantastic venture that I'm sure will change the lives of many women we know. And I'm sure you are too. So when you're looking at your pitch, think about these kind of three areas. What can you cut out that is perhaps not quite relevant enough or is demonstrated in other ways? Where are you being so honest that you're almost, you know, you're wasting time that you can put towards your most strongest points? How can you join up your message into a fluid narrative that takes your audience on a journey while being wowed by all the facts at the same time? And lastly, how can you connect the investors with your mission in a way that they just can't help but cheer you on? These tips work for pitching, but they also work for general presentation purposes. And, you know, as a founder, that's something that we do a lot. So I hope these help you out in your upcoming pitches and other presentations. Let me know what your best presentation has been in the past and kind of what made it work for you. I'm on Twitter at Menenia or send me an email. So next week is a big one. I am so excited for this episode and I can't wait for you to hear it too. I interview Marcia Kilgore, who's behind some of the best and biggest cosmetic brands in the world. She is an actual serial entrepreneur who has founded and sold multiple businesses. And this time we talk tech behind one of her latest ventures, Beauty Pie. So pop back in next week for a show that you simply cannot miss. And in the meantime, I am wishing you a fabulous week ahead and see you next time.